Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Jim, alongside Hollywood Heath Pierce and Charlie Chuck Wagon, Morning Footy Davies. And do we have some things to discuss, everyone? A few injury updates. That's the bad side of things. An upcoming interview with new U.S. Soccer Sporting Director Matt Crocker. That'll be fun. A lap around the world to see how our player pool did this weekend. And a preview of two big second legs of the CONCACAF Champions League semifinals. But first, it's great to see Chuck back in his... It's great to see you, Chuck. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Heath, it doesn't seem real, does it? Having Chuck on the show. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't know how Chuck goes back into this this booth, you know, like there's not like, you know, after what I hear is his his trip was, you know, not wanting to I, I just don't know how he comes back to to us sort of normalcy, like, you know, the proletariat, the, the middle class. Jim. Yeah, I'm not sure how he does that, you know, <laughs> the proletariat. Big words on a Monday here. How about Chuck? Yeah, great to you see know. you. How what have you been up to? It's man? great been, to be here. I'm, I, this is fam. Know? What are you talking about? This is my family. This, this is this is the norm. Going to to Manchester, England for a, a city Arsenal game is not the norm. So I, I um, I wait, 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 wait. Love- time out, time out. How impressive was Man City in person? Because that that game was men versus boys, and I just want to. I've seen Man City play a couple times, but now with Erling Holland, and it's always the guys. They're a machine. They're an absolute machine. I'm I, I'm not gonna lie. I had high standards and expectations looking at this city team, and it's Cite Cite. Uh, <laughs> he's changed. They, he's changed. Yeah, it, it's crazy. <laughs> what I watched was pure dominance, and it was it was more not so much the ability of a Kevin De Bruyne versus a Martin Odegaard. It was more just I'm bigger than you. You, I look at you as little boys, and it's our experience, and we can we're not afraid of you. We're we're, we're playing mm-hmm. in a way that we're super confident, and our men we're like mentally dominating you and it, and it showed because if you look at the midfield for Arsenal Odegaard Partey Shaka they were in a shell they were not playing like themselves they were on the back foot Partey probably had arguably his worst game in an Arsenal shirt especially in terms of a, a big match showing up mm-hmm. Shaka looked like an experienced midfielder not a, a seasoned pro that has played in World Cups with with Switzerland and Odegaard looked like a player that w- was let go by Real Madrid and and not being able to play at that level because he couldn't get on the ball. He, he gave it up often. And then if you throw in Rob holding, which is the easy, it's an easy one, right? You say Saliba's yeah, out yeah. Rob holding, you're getting absolutely beasted by Holland who isn't getting beasted by Holland. But in terms of when they were trying to build out of the back, it's so limited. You, you knew it was predictable. He was always playing the short pass. So Saka 
didn't make it the run deep and neither Welcome did to our Evan Arsenal Jesus. fan podcast, by the way, <laughs> a- AFC. Hey, that was the best part. AFC. Everyone walking around. They're like, Hey, it's AFC TV. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, mate. That's but, funny. uh, incredible, incredible atmosphere, incredible scenes. And, uh, Alexis got bullied. So that was, that was interesting to see like the real fan culture there. Yeah. Cause you guys were sitting in the, the supporter section or close to it. Yeah. Sid A's hard yeah. fans. And if you guys are wearing your arsenal stuff, it's not wait. A good look. Why, 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 how, how would you send two arsenal boys into like into the city area for the jokes and the memes, man? <laughs> oh man, that's uh, no, but like asking he, for he, trouble. Heath, everyone says, Oh, Manchester City fans aren't hardcore, they're they're passive, like they, they're the fair weather fans, not the section we were sitting in. Because the man who I sat next to was like, oh, my wife typically sits uh, the seat next to you. We've had season tickets for 45 years. Uh, Where are you from, mate? I'm like, oh, it's like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, generally speaking. That's how I feel when I go to a Seattle Sounders game. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm just shocked. So so you guys got a little harassment then, Charlie? Uh, Alexis in particular, he got harassed i mean the guy was violently shoving him and i was it it was that to the point where let's say arsenal did something well in the game you couldn't show your emotion you you were literally you had to pretend you were a good thing they didn't do anything (laughs) yeah because if arsenal did win or have some miraculous come back to earn a point i think we're getting followed out of that out of that stadium Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i first of all that's just a that's just a crazy thought to 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 be in that section. I don't care what fan base that is or supporter group. That's a big match. People criticize if you if, if you criticize Man City as a whole. I know we're not necessarily trying to do this on on this this show, but like if you if criticizing the whole, it's about like the overall attendance. That doesn't mean there's not you know diehards uh, in there. hooligan yeah, culture yeah. or diehards or history or or like you know pride of 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 the crest it might not be at the size of 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 others in terms of their criticism or in terms of consistent attendance over the years going back to like you know Paul Dickoff's era but like <laughs> yeah you get no, people uh, reaching punch you you get punched i i have to tell you this too cuz this is even crazier on top of it so the match ends there's no plan on how to get home from the stadium so we could walk to the hotel, which is what we did. You could wait for the train, which is like jam-packed, like you're watching a, a marathon. It's impossible to get in, and you got to wait in line forever. So we opted to walk, and you walk down this this narrow path along mm-hmm. the river. I've been there. I know dark. What you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's bridges. You could get jumped at any second, and you're walking 15 minutes in the dark. And I'm thinking to myself, let's just say – Something happened. Uh, Arsenal did something. We're getting met. We're, we're getting met here by at least forty city fans, angry city fans. Not a good look. It was. It was just uh, like an. Would have been great for social media, though. He, uh, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, not, and, and, and anything to go viral. If that goes on social media, then there you, you should have asked Aaron West. Aaron West tried to do the same thing at Olympiacos, going into the supporter section, trying to like make it this lighthearted like thing of like, oh yeah, you know behind enemy lines and like he got chased out of that stadium like that is oh there's a there's yeah, just yeah. some like there's some you, you, there's some there's, unspoken rules and yeah, laws about supporter some, culture and, and some of it is not very friendly uh and we take it we don't we take it for granted here i think i think we take it in well the i think it happens granted. here too in some ways right there's still some territory yeah. some not but stuff. not not in in the way in the manner that Hey, Most I'll tell you this: hardcore European clubs uh, have no, maybe, okay, maybe hey, not that see, hardcore. Listen, I was at a, I was at an MLS Cup up in up in Toronto, and you have the Nibriati up there, and you had Seattle Sounders fans walking around saying, "Like, let's go Sounders with their with their scarves away from home, right?" For for MLS Cup, right? Yeah, and there was, was a march to the match from an Nibriati, and they snatched that scarf and. This guy tried to go and chase a scarf down, right? As like a simple thing, like you're you're throwing, you're like waving your scarf. Someone's gonna snatch it from you. And there's thousands of fans. These are like a mix of Italian, Eastern European ultras, and like scary. We marched with them, and they went up to this fan right away, and they said, "Look, man, let it go. That scarf is gone. You go after that scarf, you're not coming back." Uh, <laughs> and 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 you could feel like there are the some. Tension. You can feel the tension. 
there are some supporter groups. There are some areas. There are some supporter groups within the larger ones that like they're not playing around either in 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 the U.S. You, I, I, you, I'm you, telling you, you right now, it's it's you know you you know it's not it's not like Europe though. It's not. There's I I think there's some all, pockets. All. I agree with Heath. I think there's some pockets that exist out there, but I I understand I, overall I, I, overall yeah. I haven't I have not seen it at that level where I got chased by 40 hooligans in Stockholm. Yeah, but I I, I got attacked. Yeah. But that was that was okay. I, that was I don't you, think that that's happening. Playing. But this was your first foray into a supporter section at a stadium. I've been to 50, 60 of them. And the first thing we ever had to do was talk to the supporter groups and say, hey, here's what we want to do. We're going to be over in this area. We're going to, I mean, th- yours is different because you were near the opposite team as, as a fan of another team. But as a neutral, we come in and say, listen, here's what we want to do. Is that okay? Can we bring a GoPro? Can we bring a camera? Because most of the times, they're fighting over if you have your phones out in there because they're like, we're not here to put our phones out. We're, ha- we're here to chant and sing. We're here to support the team. If you're in there doing like anything other than whatever, like we clear all permissions first. And if they, some of them were just like, whether it's Europe, South America, whatever, just like, no, you're not part of this supporter group. You're not, we're not here to let you sort of take advantage of this. And, and straight up, uh, some of these things go out on social media after. And then all of a sudden you're on a hit list when you go back. Not it, like, you know, uh, we're not talking about like violence. In, in the like, States? Just, in the States. I'm telling you, if I I need to know which clubs have this type of fan base, like hardcore, like this, where you can't go in in the stands with the your phone, because I have not seen it. I have not seen it. All right, because you haven't been in the mix. Yeah, you gotta you get right you gotta now. get around, dude. You gotta get you around. gotta go into this. All right, all right. Man, you are green, <laughs> this, buddy. You gotta get in. <laughs> this is a nice segue into supporter culture and and fans and players and clubs. And there was an incident or a lack of an incident, because there was really no interaction here between Leeds players and Leeds supporters. And there's some video that we have of it. So if you are listening to this, make sure you go find it on social media. We probably have some evidence of it on CBS Sports Galazzo or on Twitter or ISWT Pod on Twitter as well. Drop us a follow there. And ultimately what happened was there were some Leeds fans waiting for the players in the hotel lobby. The Leeds players didn't acknowledge the fans, didn't look up from their phones or had their headphones on and just went straight into the past in the lobby up into the bus. And one of those players was Weston McKinney, which we can get into uh, in a little bit. I know Chuck talked about it a little bit earlier today on Morning Footy. That's a free channel, by the way, the Golasso channel. Make sure you go check that out on the CBS Sports app or Pluto TV or Paramount Plus, wherever you get your CBS goods. Go look for the Golasso channel. And I find it, yeah, it right now it... it, it Made such waves because there's a little boy with a Leeds jersey on. Now, he had a jacket on, so it wasn't like he was clearly like out there. But he's waving at the players. None of the players wave back. And so this is obviously a club that's under in dire situations right now, coming off another. This is before they lost 4-1 to Bournemouth. And uh, it's just not a good look, ultimately. And so the, the Leeds players, Leeds club, put out a statement apologizing, trying to get a hold of this little boy and their parents to see if uh, they can identify him and then bring him to a game or whatever it may be. And ultimately, uh, you know, they say that this is a message from the players as the first team squad. We want to reach out to the fan base regarding yesterday's games and yesterday's game and subsequent posts on social media. Firstly, the performance wasn't good enough. We know that Leeds fans travel up and down. I'm going to like skip over some of this down the country in huge numbers and deserve more than this. What is just as concerning to us as a group is the video online of us leaving the hotel. Words can't express how sorry we are that that youngster in the video wearing the Leeds kit is not shown more love from the squad. Uh, we do not believe this fight is over. We'll keep going until the last balls kick the season. Thank you again for your support. I, this is uh this is, I don't know, Chuck, you talked about it already. So you're probably, uh, right. probably a little well-versed in your opinion. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Cause we've all been in this situation, especially yeah. when you're going to hop on the bus to go to a game, you're just in a different type of mentality. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't at least no. give a high five or acknowledge no. the people that are like no. spending time. Hey, no. Heath, if, if it's it. set up, if it's set up in the hotel, which this is where it is, it's in the hotel. People are lined up waiting to see you. I don't care how angry you are. I don't care if you're in a relegation fight. I don't care if you're not playing. Whatever the case is, you have these people here supporting you, given your 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 tough time, and you can't give the slightest smile acknowledgement to to kids. That's that hey. for me. I, I'll have I have hey. zero zero time for people who can't acknowledge kids at the very least okay you have some fans who maybe been yeah, there but Charlie, and they Charlie. come and heckle you come on they're not Heath. gonna heckle you they're not gonna heckle you 
No, no. But but what I'm saying is we're talking about a kid there, right? Watch any sport in the U.S. Watch any sport. NBA, they walk past thousands of people I, daily. I, 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 I got big time. I I, like, just because I, other I got big time to Dodger it, games. Yeah, but, like, listen, that's bro, what I makes us it, different, I, Heath. Early, you know I swear to God, kid, I, that's what I, soccer I players are known for. Soccer players, professional soccer players are much more... Like, I think appealing Charlie, to supporters I, I, because they're willing to take those times. They're willing yeah, to, to an, make those it's, moments. It's a, it's a time. It's a time and place. It's a time and place. Okay? You're in the hotel. Like, you're in the hotel. It's not yeah, even. You are, if, if this is yeah, in the street you heading, and you're trying to get to the bus, fine. But you're in the hotel. You're not. You haven't even left. Yeah, but look, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's okay to do. But what I'm saying is, any other circumstances, right? Man City walk past kids all day long. No one cares. It's part of it because their lives, these are famous players. It is not their obligation to stop every time somebody wants a picture or an autograph. I understand this kid. I think the club did the right thing because this came out in a tough moment. They're going to make it right for this kid. I understand. If I was that kid, I'd be devastated that nobody came back. But I'd also be Look, really the kid's excited. Waving. The kid, the kid, no one's even waving. The kid's I, I, waving. I, I, they're not I even, get that. Like, I get, come on. on. We're watching the video right now, everybody. Uh, yeah, like for, for me, the kid is waving. I, I, oh, okay. If people are asking for autographs and doing all this, and you're kind of like, now you got a security guard block blocking the kid. What the hell is that? Number one, what from Leeds United? They put out that statement because look how disrespectful that is. Like for me, I, I'm Heath. I understand the. I've been there where you have people who who constantly line up and have their their book ready with your card in it. They want twenty signatures from you, and you're like, dude. I've had enough. I've already signed stuff for you at the beginning of the season, maybe 10 games straight. Enough is enough. Like, okay, fine. This is in a hotel. You have a kid who's standing there. And we, and we've also seen where a parent will say, I'm going to use my kid as, as the person to get yeah. these autographs. So that's on, right? PR. that's, this on, kid's, that, that but this be, kid's just waving. The, that's it. Yeah. But if, if these kids are in, I agree. You could, the least you can do is acknowledge this kid. I a hundred percent agree. Okay. But, you see now how many players across the world go everywhere with the headphones. They didn't have to have music on, but if they got headphones and sunglasses, they don't got to stop and see anybody, right? Like they want to keep, keep moving because you've seen, Charlie, you've experienced it. You sign one, you got to sign them all, right? And okay, you sign the one, kids. Are you, is, it any, is it any less kind to, to, to leave all those other people? It's 10 extra seconds to sign more autographs. I, I agree with you that this kid is waving. It's heartbreaking for that kid. I agree that the, the security blocking this kid from being able to wave to the players or acknowledge them or, or whatever – we're seeing, was it the whole team? Did nobody acknowledge this kid? Or was it just this I, I, video I, I, went out I, and, and we're making from, a big deal? From everyone I saw, not a single person acknowledged him. And you, 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 I don't know, you give me grumpy, there. you give me grumpy pundit vibes right now. You give me some no, real I, grumpy listen, pundit vibes. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I, 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 I totally understand your point of view. And in isolation, I, I fully agree with you. But these are... Professional athletes going to play a game in a tough moment. Could they look up and wave? Yeah. Could they autograph? Yeah. Could they do better in this situation? But is it like absolutely a, a like horrible behavior? No, because everybody is doing. I have walked past thousands, thousands of people in my own career, and I don't feel less bad about it. If I had the right mind space, I always went over. <laughs> yeah. I always went over. I always made time for fans. But should is yeah, it any sure you did. Winning? Sure you did. Clearly. Yeah. Is it clearly? Is, is it any different? Is it any different when you're standing outside of a stadium and you're in your car and you don't stop? Yes, it's Hundreds very different. Kids. It's very Why? different. Why? Because because that's these your people that's your own are, space. I think at that yes, point. Yes. No, but these people the are in space. That's your most private it, of space. No, this people these people are in the lobby to greet you as you go out to the game to say we are with you. We we are think, here to support you. You you guys are trash right now, but guess what? We're here because we love you guys. Even though you're trash, we're not giving up what, on you. What, how is the that least any you can do. A, I, I just somebody waiting hours. If you're, if, yeah. if you're in a car and, 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 and you're in your own car driving somewhere, it's a big difference between your windows are up, you're driving, you're you're in your car, you're gone. So, so, Versus, so wait, wait, we got, I'm walking to the bus and I have to see you. I'm in the open. I I. Now, Deep House has got a good good uh, comment here. I'm going to be honest. I thought it would be Charlie big time. And then Heath saying, give a fist bump. I'm all mixed up here. Listen, Heath <laughs> has the Hollywood nickname for a reason. Okay, this is very Hollywood oh, perspective. Guys, this is incredible. Listen, I, listen. If you can... I, no, no, no. Listen, I think that there's a middle ground, Heath. I think that you don't have to sign autographs. You can just 
be ready with a fist bump or a high five and just keep it moving, right? But there's still that slight acknowledgement. You don't have to take photos. Hey, I, listen, we got to get on the bus. We want to. Hey, we don't want to be no. late. Whatever. You you you've you've tap danced your way out of a ton of op- these types of things. As of high. I, I, I think well, can that- it not be PR, Jimmy? Can it not be PR that's like, hey, we got a few people in the lobby. Grab two kids that are going to sign an autograph. Arrange that so that you can avoid the situation. Because yes. I know the, a lot of PR. The club could have set that. something up. Like, they hey, arrange listen- that. Make it easy. Say, hey, we'll grab two. You get a picture. I, we'll move I, you on. I, I think I, I think the they did said, set hey, up. We got, we got 15 people to give high fives. And you got to just, way, just the way it high five hand up there. The way it looked, it, it looked set up to me because they had the barriers inside the hotel. Because how often do you see barriers inside the hotel? Either usually it's you can't come in unless you are staying at the hotel and our players are going out and that's it. You're not having barriers inside. It seemed like these, these fans were purposely put there. They were given, I don't know if they won a competition or they were just given access to be there. I don't know, and man, this, this is the premier league. You got to have this barriers. Is, these are this, famous this players. Is, man. This is the thing for me. The only argument to this which I think is is nullified because Leeds already came out and said, we apologize, blah, 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 is if they had been there for a long time and players had already taken well, par- pictures. Apparently the parents have come out and said that there, there were a few players that had stopped and the video only shows the ones that kind of didn't. There we go. Um, uh, that's well, But, but well, still, I mean, there's still, there's still evidence, though, that that happens a lot. Now, I grew up and I went to Dodger games when I was a kid, and, man, I'd be hungry to get some of those players to sign my hat, uh, my glove, anything. And I would get big timed all the time. Like, man, screw these guys. <laughs> but how, how, you just wanted, how, you just wanted that? How horrible seconds. did you feel? How horrible pretty, did you I feel? I felt pretty bad, you know, especially if you were like next and they're like, oh, I got it. I got it. You know, I can't sign anymore or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, it cuts yeah. deep. But think about how you felt when someone actually signed your stuff. Oh, you're uh, on right. Here, on High five, sign your on stuff. Top of the world. I, so I mean, you, you would turn and look at your loved one that brought you and mm-hmm. you, you couldn't smile any harder. Yeah. Guys, did you go? Moment. Did you walk around the stadium every time? Well, did yes, you see I was the trying to run for mayor every time. <laughs> did you see the kid on the other side of the field? Did you see? I can honestly tell you, any kid that was—I can honestly say this—any kid that was waiting when I was out, I signed okay. every autograph. I took every yeah, you picture. You're I didn't leave one. Guy, I didn't, like, so I didn't leave one person going home without a signature if they waited. Not one. But how many kids? Want that in the stadium? Oh, well, only had like how many kids have access? However, however many kids had access. However many kids had access. Just kids like that, access. one little one kid had access. <laughs> one one little kid had access, and and didn't even get a, a damn wave. Like, are we for real with that? A wave, a, a smile. You you, you, you saw in that video, guys are like this. Yeah, because he was a ghost. I think, he might as well been Casper. It's the situation. If they were winning games, those dudes would be coming out high five and everybody, right? But when you're not feeling good, those but guys that's are getting when the character absolute, stands out. They get it well, they're getting annihilated on social media. I, I assume those guys don't even post anything anymore because the comments are just gonna be whatever. Yeah, but this so, is canceled, man. This is canceled. This is I, well, I get that, but I mean man. it's like, just this is an isolated mm-hmm. a camera out okay, in a moment right. to capture these guys. Right, other people, right. other people I went think, and did it. I think there's a I think there's a a, a happy medium here. I agree. It's no because it's not, if, if, it's if, not, if they weren't losing, nobody would make this video. Nobody's going Man City. Don't they're going to say we're Man City? That's the us. point. You got if they're shot, they're shocking, which they are. Then they should have some respect for the people that still come out and, and support them because <laughs> they've been horrible. That's I mean, right. if you're Man, if you're Man City, who in the hell would want your autograph or try and take advantage of you? Because you're on top of the world. It's easy to do it then. But I'm saying now, when you show me your your true colors. All right, all right. We're gonna stop. This we're turning into an episode of Jerry Springer. Rest in peace to that guy. Uh, we're gonna take our first and only break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, we're talking Matt Crocker. We're talking Concacaf Champions League, and we're talking weekend recap. So don't go anywhere. All right, everybody. If you're a U.S.-based fan of the beautiful game, Paramount Plus is an absolute must-have subscription from Serie A to the Champions League to NWSL and so much more in between. And if you're not sure that it's for you, then we have an issue between you and I, but then you can try, but I'll give this, give you an option. I can try one month for free by using the code Europe. That's it. Just use the code Europe and you get one month for free at Paramount Plus. And I know that you'll highly enjoy it. And you can thank me later. I take thank you cards in particular. Welcome back to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Charlie Davis and Heath Pierce. It's been a heated and emotional episode so far, but we're going to get into some of the weeds of these upcoming games. We've got some CONCACAF Champions League semifinal leg twos to discuss. We got Philadelphia Union. Heading to L.A. to take on LAFC 
After a 1-1 draw, Kellen Acosta got called for a penalty with a couple minutes left and then scored his own goal to make it 1-1. He also scored against Philadelphia Union in the MLS Cup final, which was one of the best MLS Cups of all time. So we'll see if Acosta can score again to book their ticket to the CONCACAF Champions League. Winner of that goes to the FIFA Club World Cup. The only MLS team to have done that so far is the Seattle Sounders. And we're seeing if MLS can go back to back in this competition. So let's talk about this game first. Heath, as our resident LAFC expert, how are we feeling about this particular game and LAFC's chances against Ooh. Philadelphia Union? I should say, before we get to former Philadelphia Union player Charlie Davies, that neither one of these teams played on the weekend. And I think that extra rest will obviously help both of these teams. Well, actually, one of the games, one of the games got postponed to make sure that they had, uh, I think it was Philadelphia, no, LAFC's game got postponed this weekend so that they were both had the same rest going into this game, which I That's find. That's fair. Uh, I find, I find that of, fair. Yeah? Yeah. You don't think it's just sort of the way the schedule plans out, pans out it should be, it, like, is what it is? I'll, I'll well, say right now, if, I, if I'm in LAFC's front office, I'm I'm doing the same thing. I'm saying, oh, you're not you're not punishing us with the wait, no. We take we'll take a postponement because mm -hmm. we want the same rest as the Philadelphia Union. So I'm I'm gonna argue that and fight that to the death as well. So I get it. Yeah, Does seem a little bit no fortunate. So he, yeah. LAFC. No, I, I, I think it's good. No, I think, yeah, yeah. I think this is a this is a really tough one for. I mean, to be honest with you, I thought Philadelphia should have gotten should have gotten the win for sure. Obviously, LAFC coming back in the end there to get to get the late goal uh, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia had a lot of chances, and they were by far the better team in that match. Which is very rarely do you say that about LAFC in any match, right? Um, and so it kind of skews my perspective. But when they're when they're home, they're obviously going to put out their best team in this one. Um, I, I just don't see how, how, how Philadelphia who, who still aren't at their, you know, last season's best are, are going to be able to, to come away from here. And it also depends on like the crowd and all the things that make LAFC as good as they are at home. Um, kind of who shows up, who turns up. I mean, I just yeah. hope the LAFC, I just hope, I truly hope that Philadelphia union fans take pictures with all the fans in the, in the hotel lobby on the way <laughs> to the game. I do not want to see, I do not want to see, I do not want to see any of that. Poor he behavior it back. He's on trying the way to trigger to Charlie. Charlie, don't bite. Don't bite, Charlie. Don't hey, bite. All I'm saying is that uh, it's better not let Charlie see those players walk past somebody. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. LAFC, LAFC actually number. have the advantage going into Ooh. this game, even though it was a drawn leg one. Because away goals rule. So if it goes one one in this game, they'll go to extra time. But if it's if it, I hadn't uh, I hadn't remember zero, that, zero, by the way, if it was away goals, yeah. Yeah, away goals. So so if it's zero zero, LAFC will will book their ticket because they scored away from home. I think they're gonna be goals in this one, of course. There's just too much talent on both sides to not hit the back of the net, at least from one of these teams. Uh what, what are we saying, Chuck? Philadelphia Union, they got they got a chance. Now LAFC are the only undefeated team so far in MLS. Everybody else has got a loss. Doop, 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 doop. No, hey, is that a song in the stadium? This is not. It is that sick? Th this is. Is that a real I Charlie? Think, is that yeah, a real yeah, song? That's what they do. Yeah, you oh, haven't heard oh, it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget Philly were the better team for most of the match in the MLS Cup final last last year. They yeah. and and then you'll say in, in the first leg of, of this matchup. They were the better team. Like you said, Heath, they should have finished their chances. Don't sleep on Philly. They, they're comfortable in this position. They don't care about possession. They're a transition team. They're a counterattack team. And if I'm Jim Curtin, I'm feeling pretty confident because you, you like where Mikel Ura is as well as uh, Carranza as a partnership with Gazdag underneath. All it takes is one of them to really be able to finish and, and both can. So considering Mikel Ware had a hat trick last week. You feel that this is a, a tie that you feel pretty good about considering that LAFC are the heavy favorites and your back line. You have Andre Blake and goal Glessness and Elliot in the, uh, anchoring the, the center of the park. I, I, I wouldn't bet against the union. I, okay. I, okay. Now, now do you feel like this is a question for both of you, but Charlie, I'll come back to you on this first. Do you feel like Philadelphia union play better when they are Hi. the underdogs? Because because there are teams that struggle when they're the out and out favorites. Whereas I think LAFC and maybe I'll answer this for you, Heath. LAFC feel okay being the favorites. Like are we're expected muted? to win. What? No, I agree. I yeah. What would you say, Charlie? Chuck, you no. there? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he's he's muted on that side. But um, 
the last um, check. I don't know what happened to Chuck. Yeah. Um, I, I think LAFC are comfortable being favorites. And I think um, I think Philly aren't aren't I don't think they see themselves as an underdog. I just think but you know how some teams as, kind of thrive. Yeah, they don't in need that. to have right. They don't need to be the team that dominates every single stat. Right. They are they are a margins team. They win in certain areas of the field, and that's what gets them results. I mean, they're a very good team. They have a lot of great players, but but I think you're right in in that. Um, you know, there's definitely probably a chip on their shoulder going into this one to make things right from MLS Cup. But I also thought that was the case in the first leg, and they weren't able to close that out. Uh, and and in the end, um, gave up a goal late in the match that didn't that was completely against the run of play. So, in this one, yeah, it's it's I I still think it it favors it favors LAFC at home naturally with the away goal. It's it's tough to 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 rule that out against a team that hasn't lost. Right when you look at a team that hasn't lost at this point in the season, what is it, ten match days? I guess into MLS. And, and you talk about the, being able to get a result that is a, you start to build that mentality into your head, right? Which is okay. We got outplayed, uh, by, by Philadelphia union in that, in that first leg, but we came out of it with the goal. We got the thing that we wanted. We did exactly what made not played the way we wanted, but we got, what we wanted out of that match. And that's a, that mentality thing. When you go this far into a season starts to kick in where you believe, even if you're yeah, down a goal, yeah. you're still in every match, right? You doesn't mean you're going to have to outplay everyone, but you still believe that we've got something out there that at any moment we can we can convert on. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic game. It is on tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports. We highly suggest you guys tune in for that. Now, the other semifinal, though, Heath, is pretty tasty. You have uh, Club Leon taking on Tigres in leg one. Tigres won two to one. They had to come back from a goal down. They kind of, very similar to, to Philadelphia Union, just coughed up a ball in a bad area, and uh, Leon made them pay for that. But I actually thought that Leon was pretty good for most of that game. And if not for Guzman being an absolute superhero in goal for, for Tigres, that game could have been much, much different. Gignac, though, the star striker for Tigres, missed about three sitters in, in this game as well. It's so wide open. The fact that it only settled at 2-1 is pretty remarkable. But Tigres scored two goals in two minutes right before halftime, and that kind of broke Leon's back there, especially in the second half. Now, these two teams played against each other in the league this weekend, and Club Leon won 3-0. Now, mm. the, the manager for Tigres, his name is Robert Siboldi, he changed his whole lineup. He had 11 guys like they had. I think they had a whole bunch of academy players. This is my favorite part of this whole story. The left back that started for Tigres this weekend and their 3-0 loss. They all won 3-0. What, for Tigres left back, he wore number 191. <laughs> I love that. That there's like some kid running around for Tigres uh, wearing 191 out there. And that just kind of he's just an academy player, a young player. 11 changes in the starting lineup. Clearly, even though these two teams are, are a couple points away from each other in the Liga MA Keys standings they're both going to make the the playoff uh which is coming up soon in mexico but but uh pretty ridiculous on the other side leon made seven changes to their starting lineup they rolled out four of their regular guys obviously got the result that they wanted but i wonder how that plays into it this one was away from home for tigres and so this is where it's going to be again they're just basically staying there and i wonder how this one's going to play out now tigres just so everybody knows they're looking to get into the final for the fifth time in the last eight seasons which is pretty remarkable how much success they have. But just so everybody knows, they're like the New York Yankees of Mexico. They spend the most money. They're the man cities of Mexico. You know, they spend the money and uh, they're validated by all these bursts in this one. But this is going to be a great game between two teams that are playing pretty well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I love it's that. Uh, analysis. Sorry, I was, yeah, I was, great. I was, uh, yeah, it's great. I, 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 you, I think you did really well to cover those, those two um, teams yeah, and, why, and give some context here. around the history. So. Um, I, th I think it'll be a, a good game. I mean, it comes down to like looking from the MLS side of things, Jimmy, mm -hmm. and and the Concacaf Champions League of 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 going into the the final. Which of our two teams, Philly or or LAFC, do you think is best positioned to to win Champions League? Given the current form, I would say LAFC. Philadelphia Union, if they kind of picked up where they left off last season, I think it's a bit of a toss up. I'd like to see LAFC get in there. I'd like to see Tigres in the final because Tigres and LAFC, just as a reminder for everybody, played in the CONCACAF Champions League final in 2020. Now it was pandemic related, but LAFC did a, a great job that particular run under Bob Bradley. They beat three Liga MA Keys teams along the way. Tigres were going to be their fourth. They were up 1-0. 
And uh, Tigres came back and scored two goals. They just have so much quality up top, uh, that team in particular. They just got to lock it down defensively, and they can hang with anybody, I think, in the world. But I think that uh, that would be nice to kind of see a bit of a revenge match between those two clubs. So that's kind of what I'm pulling for. But honestly, there are no, like, jokers in these Final Four, Keith. So so you could get any combination of the four teams, and I still think we're going to have a cracking final. So so I'm excited uh, about that in particular. And that game is happening... Uh, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and also be on Fox. So just make sure you guys tune in for that, because I think it's going to be just some fantastic games. All right, let's move this along. And I know that Heath, or excuse me, Charlie, I should say, his AirPods died or something happened. He's not in, obviously, one of his many houses. He's in the studio right now, and so something I happened. pushed him too far, Jimmy. I pushed, we pushed him, too, him far, too far. You did. You, know? you, tri- <laughs> like, you triggered him so much, like the steam blowing out of his ears. He was so hot, like it melted his AirPods. Apparently, that's what happened. But Morning Footy is getting the get of all gets. They're getting Matt Crocker, the new sporting director for U.S. Soccer, on the show tomorrow. So I guess, Keith, because if anybody wants to ask any questions in the chat as well or or let us know on Twitter at ISWTPod, what should Charlie Davies mm-hmm. ask Matt Crocker in this interview? And so I think we should discuss it right now. Keith, what do you think? Oh, oh he's back. Chuck's he's back. back. It was his headphones. His batteries just died, and he went all tech tech issues on us, and it was just Ooh. really just a hey, dead welcome back, yeah. Chuck. So you There's got a big Matt Crocker interview coming up. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for it. I'm yeah, really yeah. Hyped for it. Did, did so you already, if, did you already write something, or do you need us to like brainstorm some questions for you? Hey, I mean, real I, quick, Charlie, before you answer, just for yeah. anybody that is uh, listening to this in audio form, Charlie's wearing the exact same headphones that all those players that walk past that fan are wearing <laughs> on their way to the bus. Don't bite, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> don't bite. I'm not. Uh, don't take I'm it. not taking the bait. I'm not getting it. triggered. I'm not getting triggered. If he gets you here, he's going to hook a marlin, man. You're going to be like uh, popping out of the ocean <laughs> like 30 feet out. All right, so, so Charlie, that, do you, uh, real, real quick on the, on the Matt Crocker, is there any instruction, I guess, coming back from U.S. soccer in terms of like shaping of questions, what you can, what you can't answer? Obviously, you know, they're going to they're gonna at least – you know, want to have to have some some sort yeah, of control. What can you not um, ask, but, Chuck? Tell yeah. us. They said we, we they said we cannot talk about the men's national team. <laughs> no, <laughs> lying. What? Uh, no, there's no there's no rules. No rules. No, no rules. come on. There's got to be. Some there's rules. always rules. There, there there are no rules. There are no rules. So wow. You know, I have steel cage I, match. I, I have my know. questions. Uh, okay. It, Two, okay. two, two burning questions. Okay. Get I get your questions out so we can we can critique whether we think they're good or not. <laughs> what do you think that they'll have some sort of answer formulated if we start to talk about this? That's questions? true. That's fair. Okay, save yeah, those. Save I, those. I, save those. Save no, I, I don't want. I'm going to ask a question that can't be answered with a generic response. Okay, I like right? that. So I, like I, I don't want to. I'm not going to ask one of those questions that's like, "Hey, are you excited um, about the job?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what do, what do you think about this team? Tell us about how, Cindy Cohn. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know, real specific questions that that warrant some some thought process to it and and a, a good response. And I think us as former US men's national team players, that's what we would hope for and expect someone who has like, who's willing to talk through those ideas and talk about a philosophy with this group. Um, and then for the women's national team, I think it's more, I think probably the focus in my mind is development because we see a lot of other countries around the world starting to invest more in the women's game. Naturally, the opponents for the U S women's national team are only getting better, mm-hmm. right? The, the pool is, is a lot more, there's a lot more competitive teams than there used to be. So how do we continue to be at the forefront and developing the, the top players, the next Mia Hamm, the next Megan Rapino, the next, uh, you know, whoever, Dude, Julia, I heard of Kat Macario and Alyssa Thompson. Like we've got some ballers. In the I'm pipeline. saying after that, of course we have some ballers, but I, I get it. I, I want get to it. see What's us the plan? continue What's the plan? to be yeah. the dominant, the dominant force in the women's soccer game. And then on the on the flip side for the men's national team, it's not about, oh, we're American anymore. We we've proven that we can compete, that we can, you know, as far back as the 94 World Cup to the 2002 World Cup to the Confederations Cup to this current group being the better team than uh, over England over 90 minutes in and uh who was the best team in our group. So 
I don't want to hear about that narrative. Americans I, I, can't play, yada yada. So yeah, yeah. Those type of questions. Where where are we? I, I where, actually. Where, who can, can we? Can be? you ask him? This is. I'm going to be me being Heath. Can you ask <laughs> Matt Crocker if Weston McKinney should have given that kid a high five when he was walking <laughs> to the bus? <laughs> what do you think the response would be? <laughs> Yes. What do you think the response would be? Have. He should yes. have. No, he would say, yeah. In a perfect world, yes, he should have. But, <laughs> in but, a perfect but, world. But should he be taken behind the barn because he didn't? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, actually. No, he, he, what are he's, questions? He's, he's focused. You know, he's he, focused. He, yeah. he has a lot game. of things going on in his mind. He, sh- he shouldn't have to be responsible for the children in the vicinity of the hotel it just go right to your bus put your head down if you put your head down well, it's fine he'll he'll, if, he'll you know that, you know high that, five in the hey, kid would have been better you know what that kid's gonna learn he's gonna learn that if you just put it on the internet you can get whatever you want you know <laughs> he's gonna it's learn not today. A kid. he doesn't oh even yeah because it was character. the kid who put because, it on the internet right no his parents were like yeah people came up to us you guys are <laughs> little little video. timmy on the side there by the fence who's getting boxed out by the we got triggered Security did that box out was bad. That box out was bad. That was oh, NBA. thank you. Okay. At least, I, at least I got the box yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> all, at least right, I got all, right, all right, we're gonna take our second and last break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, we're gonna give our questions for Matt Crocker. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back to In Soccer We Trust. If you like us and you're a fan of the European game, we're a fan of the game everywhere, but especially the European game. Make sure to check out another great pod in the CBS Sports Podcast family, House of Champions. With our pals, Ian Powell, Joy, Fabrizio Romano, Nigel Rio Coker, Michael LaHood, James Benz, Jonathan Johnson, who are unpacking the biggest games and storylines from the top five leagues. And of course, the greatest competition on earth, the Champions League and beyond. The House of Champions has you covered. So download and subscribe to this glorious podcast anywhere you find this glorious podcast. Let's talk about Ken Tabata here. Thank you for this. Was okay. he? This is a YouTube comment. Was Heath good at winding up opposing players and drawing fouls? <laughs> yes, Heath was magnificent at drawing fouls, and equally as good at getting that that the the hook right into that opponent. I got it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I got him riled up. He's he's playing to my emotions. He's playing to my tune now. He's doing Jimmy, Jedi Jimmy mind was, tricks on you right now, Charlie. That's what's happening. Jimmy was Jimmy was pretty good at like not necessarily not. Pretty good. He was very he's good. Not the not tra- he wasn't like, a trash talker, though. He wasn't necessarily trash talking, but he he clip your heels. He'd get on your back. He'd make it make you re- like all those little things that make you go like, oh gosh, the next time I take this touch, is he gonna hit me again? Like, is he gonna? <laughs> he gonna he's gonna step on my toes. Don't give away my trade secrets. Yeah, yeah, he he did like he did like the uh, I'll clobber into your feet and step on <laughs> you and go oh like. I, what I didn't? Oh my bad. We we're just going for the ball. I didn't see your foot there. <laughs> hey, hey, real quick. I, I wanted to. I, would, I, I wanted to. I, know I wanted did. to point out real quick that the sign that Charlie's been doing too much live television, Jimmy, is that he's used to rolling out to break. You know where you where you're going to roll out, and you have the host rolling it out slowly <laughs> till on, on the 10 second countdown, and the people in the studio are talking. Whereas Jimmy's going, it's our first and only break or second only break, and we and we cut to break. And Charlie's still talking like we're rolling out, man. You know what I mean? These guys got too much live television right now. I, mean, that's just, I gotta address that's Carol over here. Carol yeah. somewhere in England. Yeah. Better over ninety minutes. Yeah, okay, man. Yeah, Are we if we were watching the the World Cup match between the U.S. Men's National Team in England, the U.S. were better than England over ninety minutes. Over ninety minutes. If you had to say which team was better, yes, we were. U.S. were better than England. I know that might sound tough or or it might be hard to digest but that is the <laughs> truth my friend well that's a whole different topic we're gonna we're gonna just keep yeah. this on matt crocker at the moment because i would love to go down that rabbit hole yes he, what, he, what would he, you want to ask well i would want to ask how did he take what the success that he had at the youth national team level when he was in charge of england's fa or, or the academy the 15s the 17s and 19s and how did he say let's take phil foden for example and make sure that there was a proper pathway for him to develop and make mistakes, right? Did the, the, I worry at times, and this isn't isolated to Matt Crocker, or, but I just worry that our system at times, like if you're not perfect every step of the way, you're not getting a look, man. And I just hope that there's room and space for our kids to make mistake mistakes and know that they can fail, but yet still be trusted upon to, that that's part of the development process and phase. And that we have really sound and sensible people in charge that are recognizing that. Not to say that we don't now, but that there's a pathway. And how did they successfully do it with England? And how can we transfer what they did there to here? So mine would be a little bit more in that 
the pathway from the youth national team to the full national team, but, but still giving room for those kids to make mistakes that are already in the pool, but also giving room for the ones that maybe are late bloomers like myself that, that come into the national team scene a little bit later. And so I want to kind of get some, some context and, and background. So like that. every kid playing. <laughs> exactly right. So Heath, you're, so you're, every, I want everybody to have a chance. a chance, Charlie, come on, man. I'm a man of the people. Char uh, Heath, Except how about you? <laughs> Except for that kid in the hotel, he's got no chance. <laughs> no, don't do it. Oh, don't God. do it. He's don't get him going everything. again, Heath. No, Steve, I'm, the I, security I, I, guard. No, no, yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Well, then, Steve, that was from Jerry Springer. Recipes, Jerry Springer. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I, I, I think one of the things that I want to know is again, we've got this crop of players, and we talk about the, the the missing generations in the past, right? And we need to make sure, as you said, Jimmy, to me, is like that next generation. We need to have this team very different in 26 than they are now. I, I love that we are getting him. And now my, my name just got changed to Steve security guard by uh, <laughs> Alex, which is great. Um, I, 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 uh, I, I, we need to have that, that, that uh, almost connectivity to these youth teams that were challenging this group, right? We were really excited last world cup. Oh man, these guys now we're in 2026, they're going to be so much better, but we need to make sure that there is a steady pipeline of players challenging for those spots. And that we're not thinking about the women's national team over the years it was a tight knit group because of contracts and things like that. There wasn't a lot of players breaking through, but now you see like three or four, six, 15, 16, 17 year old signing pro contracts that could disrupt the future on the women's game and the men's game. We need to make sure that it's not just like this is the group and maybe one or two players breaks free that we are continuously pushing some of our young players into those environments uh, to, to just sort of make sure that we, we have the steady pipeline of the next generation. So we don't just go, you know, 2020 or 2022, 2026, 2030, that group is gone. And now we've got, you know, nobody knocking on the door or those next players challenging in because you need to have that, you know, Jimmy was 40 when I got into the national team and I was <laughs> early 20s. What a, what that a was beast I was 40 then. <laughs> that was multi-generational. <laughs> uh, okay, so so those are really long questions from us, Charlie. We want you to then paraphrase those and, yeah, and uh, make sure you get those Youth down. development for every kid out there so the ones yeah. that make mistakes to still stay there and the ones who who haven't gotten a chance just, just like just, you just still get into so you have let's have a pool of a million kids on the national yeah. team and we'll see who who stands stands the test of time oh, like kevin sullivan right or one of our u15s like how are we going to bring him along and make sure that that like what's that path look like you did it in england successfully what does it look like over here uh so that's what there's a lot of people saying uh who's the front runner for the coaching job he already answered that question in the original press conference in my opinion we're going to look at all the – like, he's going to give you a stock answer there. I think, to, to Charlie's point, you got to give something a little bit more specific. you got to get around the stock answer somehow and, and try to try – to, I mean, maybe Heath could drop a hook there with his uh, his baiting of, of Charlie today, but uh, I'm kind of curious. Uh, is that – like Peter says here, I've been seeing articles that Jesse Marsh is now the front runner. Is this accurate? Um, I don't know. I, I think that he's already kind of answered that, so I'm kind of curious to see how you guys get into that. All right, let's do a weekend recap because we're running out of time. And we want to make sure we talk about a little bit of it. Uh, just a not great news. So we'll go with injury updates first. We have Tim Ream who broke his arm. He's going to be out for a little while. It, it, he also gave up a penalty, unfortunately, uh, against Man City. Man City is going to be running over Fulham no matter what anyway, whether he was out there or not. But he ended up breaking his arm. He's out for the season. And it looks like he might be out for summer. And for the summer competitions for the U.S., Nations League and the Gold Cup. Mm. And uh, we'll see how that all plays out. That gives another opportunity for somebody else to step up. So you think, okay, Cameron Carter-Vickers. Well, just got announced a couple hours ago that Celtic manager Andre Potsigoglu said that uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers is done for the season after their cup final win against uh, Rangers. They've booked their ticket to the Scottish Cup final. He said, quote, that's Cameron Carter-Vickers' last game of the year. He's been carrying an injury for I don't know how long. We'll put him mm. out to pasture for a little bit now. What is a little bit now is kind of my question now, because I think it would have been cool to see Cameron Carter-Vickers get a run of games with us. When I think about Cameron Carter-Vickers in our player pool, I always feel like he just kind of got one game here, one game there, but never really got trusted to be the regular guy. And it could have been an opportunity with Remout to make that happen. So so there's that. Malik Tillman also went out with an injury. He was leaving the tier, uh, Rangers Celtic game with, in tears in the 30th minute. Looks like a hamstring thing. They got to make a decision on whether he stays or whether he goes back to Bayern Munich where he's because he's on loan. Uh, Tim Weah and Joe Scally didn't start this weekend. Um, John Anthony Brooks made a mistake that led to the goal that Hoffenheim gave up to RB Leipzig in the 1-0 loss. Leeds, obviously, is a, is a dumpster fire. Uh, there's there's Eric Palmer-Brown, his team. Twas is near relegation. 
Dortmund's choked once again. Musa and Valencia blew a big opportunity to get some points off of Cadiz. Uh, ah, Jordan, tell me Jordan, something good, Jimmy. I, well, well, Josh Sargent scored. God. Uh, De La Torre was hey. pretty solid. Oh, Mark McKenzie scored. Mark McKenzie scored. Mark McKenzie scored the week. match winner. Back to back weeks. Back to back hey, games. Talked, back to back. Yeah, games. I did talk to Mark, and he said he he waited two years to get his goal bonus running, and now it's he, he's like uh, now it's now good. the goal bonus is like running a little smooth right now. You straight know, straight to straight to Gucci. That's I mean, so there's 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 a lot, and it just felt like it's it. When we look at the weekends or the the Americans abroad, it just felt like it slanted a little bit more negative than positive this time around. But uh, I don't know if you guys want to jump in on any of those particular tomic, uh, topics. Yes, we had, I uh, do, Jimmy. Go ahead. Then. Well, then I want to go right to you, resident center back of this podcast. So with Reem out. And Cameron Carter-Vickers, potentially. Yes. Who are the starting center backs for that Nations League semifinal game? This is Anthony Ooh. Hudson still in charge, obviously, right? Because uh, we've obviously. already seen yes. that last U.S.-Mexico game, a friendly where he could have played younger players and elected to go with seasoned yes, veterans. But that kind of bummed me out. In the fold either. No, I know, but but that kind of bummed me out because I thought that was a game to try some guys and he didn't. Um, so taking that into consideration, I guess what I'd like to see—that's what you're asking me, Miles yeah. Robinson. And hey, wait, here's some positive news: Serginho Dest dressed. But didn't did play, play, but he dressed. Yeah, but you he know, dressed, I, I will say that Brendan Aronson didn't didn't play either, and that was probably for the best. Because uh, hey, Paxson played twenty three. That's did. an upside. Young guy getting some minutes. I um, uh, Miles Robinson for sure. I think he'll be starting the Nations League against Mexico. I get the sense that Anthony Hudson will go with Walker Zimmerman, and I think you can make a strong argument for why you'd want that. But there's a part of me that wouldn't mind seeing Chris Richards. We've had Richards and Miles Robinson play together in a World Cup qualifier. So there's, there is some precedent there that they have played together. And they, I think they're only going to be bigger and better and smarter this time around uh, as they continue to get more reps together. So so in, I, in, in the sake of seeing something new, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Richards and Miles Robinson. What about something old like a John Anthony Brooks? Because Tim Ream was on the outskirts, Did right? Did you not Came just hear in. what I said? He made a mistake, man. Uh, yes. But he got caught out of like position you said, on a breakaway. Hey, just because hey, you make a mistake, standard, doesn't mean you get, Jimmy. Yeah, just because standard, you make Jimmy. a mistake. Hey, I, you said, I said you for said goddamn youth national team players, <laughs> not hey, twenty-nine-year-old <laughs> center backs. Hey, Timmy Conrad, Timmy Conrad, listen to me right now, <laughs> <laughs> little Timmy Conrad. Listen, you said Tim Ream gave up a penalty, but they would have been ran over anyway. Well, why can't John Anthony Brooks get that same sort of? Uh, Sort of just, just that yeah, gracious, yeah. empathetic I'm Jimmy. I'm not biting on this. You know? Not, you know? Yeah, that he, empathetic. Honestly. Little, no, 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 where's the, where, Jimmy, you where's know? the fair treatment here? It was against Leipzig, and they were Listen, rele- I, fighting relegation. You know what I mean? They were going to get run over by Leipzig. He's playing anyway. the Bundesliga, and you're telling me because he made a mistake, he can't be an option? Is that what wow. you're saying? <laughs> I Listen. I, the Tim Ream has not made as many mistakes as John Brooks is. And I think that there's something that's already happened. I've I kind of just eliminated John Brooks from the equation. Yeah. Because I think there's already some issue or there were words said between either Brooks and the coaching staff or Brooks and Burhalter. And I think Anthony Hudson is still kind of an extension of Greg Burhalter being on his coaching staff. So I just don't see that being a possibility. So I haven't even really considered it. But Jimmy, I'll take what you guys are saying. out of that one really well, yeah, by the way. Yeah, seriously. Connecting Hudson center back to Berhalter. Hate. It's, it's crazy. Cup. I've never Thank seen center backs really like go against each other. Normally you you're in this like weird a, little cult. People, and people think wow. I can't dance. I, I disagree. Center back hate. I just, yeah. <laughs> just moonwalked out of that one, baby. Let's go. Okay, why don't you answer your own question then, Charlie? Okay, who do you want to center backs? The center backs. Who do you want to see starting against Mexico in the Nations League semifinal? Miles Robinson for sure. And I'm going to go with Chris Richards okay. or Mark McKenzie. And I know Mark McKenzie has not looked good yet in a U.S. men's national team. But I think like all players, you have to get your club situation right first. And he's done that. And you're building yourself up. And it, it finally, it'll eventually click. Because obviously something's going right for him to be on the top team in the Belgian Super League, to be on the top team starting, scoring back-to-back games. Now you have this confidence. You're 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 the guy now. You're you're in the center park. It's not a question anymore. The nervous American center back kid who has shown some quality here and there, but makes a lot of mistakes. That's gone. That's out the window. Now with the US, you just keep getting your chances. You crack it, it doesn't work, and then all of a sudden. You get the opportunity because if, your club form is so well okay. that it works. I respect and that. I have a feeling that a Mark McKenzie 
Miles Robinson partnership would work really well. Okay. Now we've seen on on the flip side, we've seen Chris Richards and Miles Robinson work together, and at some at times it looked good, at sometimes it it didn't look great. But Chris Richards, we know he's he's capable. He's he's played in the Premier League, and and most times when he has played, he looked looks pretty good. So one of those two for me would be the best partner with with what if Miles what Robinson. if what if Cameron Carter Vickers was healthy? Then I would start Cameron Carter Vickers and Miles Robinson. Yes, that would okay. be my two partnership because Cameron right. Carter Vickers is the best defender in a Scottish Premiership. Now that's not saying a whole lot if you're saying, "Hey, Scottish Premier League, uh, you know, are they? Do they have teams competing in Champions League like they used to? They don't, and it's always a two horse race. Celtic Rangers, Celtic are the clear favorites and the best team in that league. Given that, I think he's performed really well, and he's ready for the next step. I mean, Anj Postacoglu, his, his coach, has said he's the best player in the league, best defender in the league. That means for me, he's ready for another another step in, in whether that's going back to the Premiership. He was at Tottenham in, in the academy or the reserves. I would like to see that. I'd like to see him. I, I think him to the going to the to the mm-hmm. to the Premier League would be a, a great step. Maybe stay away from um, Tottenham or, or just bad. a top division. Maybe going to Bundesliga. Um, I I could see him making that step and and making a good transition. So. Given that, if he was fit and in form, that would be my starting pair, Cameron Carter-Vickers and and Miles Robinson. Given that he's not there, I think it it really comes down to Mark McKenzie and Chris Richards. And you would base it on on leading up to the game. Who who looks good? Who looks sharp? You guys compete. Play it out. But I think for Walker Zimmerman, it's uh, it's gone downhill from World Cup qualifying in terms of his distribution. It's got. What about us and Trusty? What about Trusty? Yeah, Trusty's Trust, not a bad tr- Trusty's is definitely on the up. I think he's, last... Trusty's a Gold Cup. He's he's a Gold yeah, Cup guy. Agree. Not Nations League. That's not not quite ready for Nations League, but definitely moving in the right direction. He's got he's to be in the consider the the consideration for a call up. That's a massive step in the right direction for mm-hmm. Austin Trusty. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm happy with his progress, but I wouldn't say he's ready to play off the bat I've... against Mexico in in the Nations League semifinal. I think that it would be Austin Trusty could be this year's version of Miles Robinson in the last Gold Cup, right? Where he gets that run of games. You can see, wow, this this kid's got something. He has that promise. And so that could be a big opportunity. I guess it'll depend on what, what roster he brings. So Heath, as our final thought, we'll just let you have this last one to go. Who's your starting center backs for this Nations League semifinal against Mexico? Oh, man, that's tough. I mean... We've covered obviously a bunch of names, but I I kind of curious who you'd like to see. Yeah, I mean you're gonna have to Nations League semifinal. You're gonna you're just gonna have to go with some experience. I don't think that you roll out any sort of mystery there. Even if you know, I would I would guess that a Walker Zimmerman gets a start. Am I am I saying what I want or what do I think is gonna happen? What, what you want? What yeah, you what, you what want. I want. I agree with you guys. I, I I would love to see something different, but I I think that if there's no Tim Ream, you're gonna get a Walker Zimmerman. Um, and, and that changes then who you could have next to him that, I mean, again, Chris Richards, not getting minutes, but, uh, you're pretty much looking at, um, I think you're Walker and miles then they were, they were good in world cup. Yeah. Walker and miles. Yeah. It's probably, probably your best bet, man. The world's going to explode. Um, but yeah, I think you would play, you'd play Walker over McKenzie. I think in the nation's age right now. I think he, I I think that Hudson. Uh, uh, listen, Hudson listen, Ma- uh, Mark McKenzie has been really good all season at the club level. He's got his first goals. His team's now in first place in the playoffs. One game in, they're going to try to grind that out uh, to, to to get a championship. I agree with you, Chuck. That that he is a player that you got to just keep giving him games. He's not playing poorly, but he's not owning the way that I've seen him at the club level, right? And and so you got to keep giving him those opportunities. Going to keep on knocking on the door. But in a moment like this, I look back at his last game where he still didn't look super comfortable, even against Granada. Right? He didn't look like that ownership where he'd really found himself at the national team level. And that's nerves. It's a num- it could be a number of things. Right? It took me a while. Uh, you guys have your too. own experiences of mm-hmm. just being like, oh, I'm going to be me finally and do what I need to do. Um, you feel like I'm going to do what the coach needs me to do. I'm not going to make mistakes and. You, you get caught playing a way that you've never played before. And I think he hasn't shown that like sort of chest out confidence that I want to see from him that I've seen at the club level. So I worry about that in the Nations League. Um, but maybe it is maybe it is a Mark McKenzie shout in that one. You got to and you, and you go with it and you trust your gut. But I do think there's a little bit of gut there, but also some some experience of saying like, who's going to who's going to who's going to be able to manage 
whatever this game throws at us. Obviously, Mark managed it well after the big mistake in the Gold Cup or the Nations League final last year. And then I thought played pretty solid uh, the, the rest of the way. Um, and uh, other than that Moreno goal that got called back that could have changed everything. But yeah, I think I, I think I would go with probably more experience in this one. All right, you heard it from all of us. Make sure you let us know either in the comments here with YouTube or on Twitter, ISWT Pod, your thoughts on who should be the starting center back for this upcoming Nations League semifinal against our biggest rivals, Mexico. And that's it. I'm calling it a show. So on behalf of producer Des, producer Alex. No, wait, wait, wait. Make sure to wave and and sign autographs. Yes. You see a little kid anywhere. You 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 see a little kid anywhere on the street today. You wave, you high five, you fist bump them. Yeah, somebody wants a, a cream cheese, Conrad. I got one for you. I've got time. Yeah, don't for ask. All don't my ask fans. Heath. Don't, don't, don't ask. ask Heath. Heath doesn't have time for anybody. We'll right, walk that's right the show. by. We'll you. see you on Thursday, same time, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Later.